my mom texted me today. You want to hear this? It was yeah, about yeah. the podcast. Uh, she says, I was listening to one of your podcast episodes. Your verbal skills have always been very good, but they have improved significantly since you've started your podcast. You're a quick on-the-spot thinker. Your vocabulary has expanded. You use less non-word sheets, put in quotes. You read nice. aloud uh, really well. You seem to be more knowledgeable about everyday events. And to top it off, you have a great radio voice. You could be a radio or television announcer with all the things uh, I mentioned above. Uh, she's like, I don't know Chad's previous level, but he has also improved since his first few, first nice. few podcasts. He has a great radio TV voice as well. He is patient and respect and a respectful co-host. He compliments you uh, very well with his knowledge. There are things he knows more about, uh, and there are things you know uh, about that are different than his. And she says, congrats, congrats, applause to both of you for your work you are doing on the podcast. My only suggestions, of course, here we go. No swear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I fucking do it. I fucking do only, it. Don't curse so much and try to limit non-words like, uh, like, etc. I love what you guys yeah. are doing. Bro, can you read that <laughs> as a shout out? Uh, maybe I'll just put it before at the, like a little intro clip before the pod. Okay. I, you're recording, so. Oh yes, that is that just made my night, man. I should. I said, awesome. how much? I should have put. How about you give us a five star review and put it there? Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 106, Things That Other Countries Find Weird About the United States. So this episode, we will be getting into some of the interesting quirks and cultural oddities, I'm doing air quotes for those of you not watching on YouTube, um, of the United States. What is normal to one person can be viewed as very strange by another. So this will be a fun episode. We're looking forward to bringing you some things that um, foreigners may find weird that we do say, eat, whatever in the United States. We're looking forward to it. And my man who compliments all my random knowledge, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? <laughs> one thing I find... Uh that people from outside of the United States are constantly asking me is, how is it that all Americans are so cool? How does the United States <laughs> manage to consistently be the greatest country in the world? And I just say, listen, I don't know. Slipping on gator piss. I don't know. We just, we, just have a, we just have a way about ourselves, and we just conduct ourselves as winners, much like we do here at the Untranslatable Podcast. That's right. But please, before we get into how much better we are than all of you, uh, <laughs> spread a little love. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Twitter, untranslatable one, uh, untranslatable one, the number one. Uh, I tweet there. I post episodes. I retweet stuff. I post songs of the pod, which will lead you to our song of the pod playlist. Well, actually, it leads you to the actual YouTube video. But those YouTube videos are on our song of the pod playlist. You can email us untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Give us uh, topic ideas, your favorite untranslatables, which are idioms, sayings, proverbs that 
don't really make any sense when you directly translate them, but have a interesting meaning uh, in your own language or the you know whatever language it is. Or you can go to our website, untranslatablepodcast.com, and that's where you can see some of the untranslatables I've said in the past because I saved them all for some reason. And I thought, why not share them with the world so you can uh, impress people at parties? Or really, I mean, spread a little love. With those five-star reviews. My uh, mother was nice enough to spread a little love. Um, uh, and she sent me this long text about uh, how Chad and I are improving. And if you listen to our podcast, you'll hear because I put it as a little teaser before the episode. But uh, you know what she could have done if she really uh, liked us or uh, the podcast was uh, oh, spread a little love Lord. and done that in the form of a five-star review on iTunes and or Stitcher. So thank you, Mom. But remember, spread a little love with five-star reviews on iTunes and or Stitcher. And as Chad mentioned, we're on YouTube. You can see us there, too. Can I just say, I really hope you get a nasty text from your mom now being like, how dare you say that, you know... I should be giving you five star. <laughs> Although I get what you're saying as well, Jared. I, I see both sides of the fence here, but uh, I just, yeah, that's, that's just, great. I'm just using her as an ex- as example. Right. Uh, I'd still appreciate the nice comments, but you know, let the world know how great we are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Why keep it to yourself? Be, yeah. If you're so proud of your son. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You better, oh, you better believe gosh. it. Uh, you better spe- believe it. So, uh, well, first of all, how was your uh, how was your time with David? I enjoyed having him on last last time. It was fantastic. Uh, I actually not only met up with David, but had the fair fortune of uh, running into two of my old students that uh, studied abroad in Germany with me in 2015. Shout out to wow. Kevin and Sarah. Just coincident, coincidentally, uh, or you knew they'd be kind there? of yeah. So I was. I was uh, scrolling through my Insta on the bus on the way to Prague and saw that Sarah had posted a photograph of her at the uh, untranslatable, at the astronomical (laughs) clock, uh, soon to be untranslatable uh, clock. We're working on that with people in Prague. (laughs) We got Um, some sponsorships in the the mix. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's like Um, T-Mobile Stadium or something. It's now the uh, untranslatable clock. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, so yeah, so I saw her picture and then I messaged her immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, are you in Prague? And she said, yeah, uh, I'm here for, uh, I think it was for that day and leaving that morning. So we met up at one of my favorite places. Um, Dave and I got some delicious wings at Beer Geek. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I can get much better in quality and price Czech food in Komutov than I can in Prague, in in my opinion, at least. That makes sense. Makes sense. So I usually get more types of food in Prague that I can't find so easily here. So we got mm-hmm. wings at Beer Geek, which is a great place. A little expensive, but good quality food, fantastic beer. Check expensive, though. Like, I wouldn't find it yeah. expensive, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably not. You probably, Yeah, you're right. But anyways, so we went there, and they joined us, and that was great. And then I took them to another place, and we had that, my favorite, Nakladeni Hermelin, or pickled Hermelin. Uh, it's like pickled Camembert cheese. Absolutely amazing. So that was great, and Dave and I had a wonderful time. Um, I have to say, though, man, it was definitely emotional saying goodbye to him at the mm-hmm. Metro because it will probably be at least at least a year until I see him again. Sadly, maybe. Well, that's not true. I made me up with him this summer when we were both stateside. Um, so if we can make that happen, we'll maybe have another pod 
coming back uh, with David as well, which would be great. He's such a fantastic yeah. guest to have on. Pleasure. Um, and so, yeah, so that was great. Um, also, I was able to uh, sell him my acoustic guitar that I had acquired here. So I'm very happy. It's in the hands of a friend who I know will enjoy it and really treasure it. And uh, I hope he's enjoying playing it right now. Um, so, yeah, so that was great. And then this week I've had a short week. I taught on Monday and on Tuesday, and now I am done. Yeah, that's crazy. Sour cream and onions, my man. So, <laughs> so that means no more lesson planning, no more waking up at six thirty or seven, no more. Um, it's weird. It just feels really weird. So, what are you but doing for your last uh, week? Just chilling. Last or? week. Yeah. So tomorrow I'm going to the gym with a student and a friend of mine. Then we're going to go get lunch. On Thursday, I'll be jamming with one of my friends here and buying some gifts for a few people. Thank you. Um, yep, all for you, of <laughs> course. Of course. And also on Friday, um, with a few of my friends, we'll have a little farewell party and probably go to a couple bars and stuff. And then on Saturday, I will be leaving for Prague. I'll probably leave around 3 on Saturday, get into Prague around 4.45 and then check into the hotel. So yeah, it's really crazy though, man. It I had a farewell uh, party yesterday actually at the town hall, which was pretty cool for you. It, yeah, like yeah, the students I, put it on. I uh, my colleagues put it on. Oh, okay, okay. And so that was great. And I gotta say, man. Well, here, let me ask you: Do you think I cried, or do you think I I uh, held it together? I don't think you cried. I think you bulged your eyes out like a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, my man, I don't know how I did it, but I held it together. Didn't okay. cry, came really, really close quite a few times. Um, it was really awkward when they, you know, they, they asked me to, well, everyone was about to leave. And then my, my mentor was kind of like, you know, well, don't, do you have anything to say? And I was like, I was like, oh, like, speech, yeah, I pro speech, probably speech, should. Speech. But, you know, but I was like, mm, I'm, I'm really emotional. I was like, you know what? All right, I'll, I'll say something. So it was super awkward. Like, it was one of those things where, like, you're talking. And then a couple times, like, your, my voice didn't crack, but, like, you kind of mm -hmm. tell, like, I was holding it back. You yeah, know? Got, a little, got a little shaky. Yeah, you know, it was, you know, like, I'm, let me see if I can do it. Let me see if I'll try to, oh, try to put myself in the zone. Let's see. Mm -hmm. I said, and I, I didn't say anything, like, super, like, deep or, or anything, but I basically said, like, I want to, I'm, I'm really trying to put myself back in, in, in the Radnica yes. right now. Um Maybe I need to go put my blazer and my khakis on. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I was, I basically said, you know, I really want to thank all of you, you know, in like a long pause <laughs> like that. Like, really want to thank all of you for such, such a great and meaningful year. I, I really, and it was, it was tough. Was it was it like tough that, to really? get it out. Uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of choppy. Okay. Not, not going to lie, it was kind of choppy. And I tell you what, dude. The funny thing was my uh, my mentor, Ivana, and then my uh, colleague, Bara, they prepared um, like a speech, you know, thanking me for everything. And it really put into perspective, you know, it's it's always different when you hear from other people in ways you've helped them. Mm -hmm. Because for me, a lot of it isn't me necessarily trying to help, but just me being me. Like there were many times where I would just sit in the in the office I have the habit of calling it the cabinet because that's the check word. That's what they call it. Mm -hmm. um, 
also makes me feel fancy, like sitting in my cabinet, like you know, kind of kind of weird, but like your chamber or something. R- like exactly, that. exactly. <laughs> but um, so basically, I uh, realized that there have been so many times where I'll, I will be sitting there, and they'll ask me random questions about the U.S., about English, about whatever. And to mm-hmm. me, it's just like, oh yeah, like a just quick question to answer, right? But you know, to them, like the. Uh, at least according to what they said, you know, they've really learned a lot from me and I've learned a ton from them as well. And um, it really put things into perspective, which was great. And then the other crazy thing is, so at our school, you get like a report card, right? And I was given a report card and you can talk some smack about me now because I'm going to get up and go grab it really quick. (laughs) I meant to grab it beforehand and obviously... um, I went down the rabbit hole of YouTube and didn't do that. So I will be mm. back in just a second. Hang tight. While Chad is grabbing that re- report card, I have nothing mean to say. He's a great person. But tell him and me how great we are by giving us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Spread a little love. All right. So have this nice blue folder with my school's like little insignia and stuff. Stredny Plumislova Škola a Vyši Odborní Škola Chomutov. Uh, school. Yes, very, okay. very good. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I, I have to say, uh, when I first came here, not that my pronunciation is perfect. It's nowhere near perfect. Definitely. When I came here, case. I couldn't even say this. <laughs> so progress, baby. Baby yeah. steps. Yeah. So I got a couple things, actually. This was really, this was really great. This, this is also what almost brought me to tears. So um, I took Czech lessons and gave English lessons to two of my colleagues, um, Dana and Lenka. And so they gave me this honorary certificate, um, which says, oh man, hopefully, hopefully I can make it through this without getting too emotional. So it says honorary certificate to Chad Alexander Bowsley for his courage and brave heart to start a long journey, survive, uh, and come back. He was there and didn't lose his way in Czechia. Didn't emigrate to Germany. Didn't fall (laughs) from the Charles bridge in Prague. Oh, wasn't hilarious. fed up with oplatki, which are the like wafer things from Carlo Vivari. Didn't uh, dwell to death from beer in Pilsen. Wasn't exhausted <laughs> on the way to Pravchitska Brana, which was the, the gate that I went uh-huh. to in Czech Switzerland. Didn't turn green. This is a funny pun right here. Didn't turn green from Zelena in Hradec Kralove. Zelena is that minty drink I got you, uh-huh. er, got you guys. So didn't yeah. turn green from Zelena and Zelena is Czech for green. So very clever. Didn't burn when roasting spekacek, which is like uh, these like Czech sausages you like roast over a fire. Wasn't uh, struck dumb looking from Hnevin uh, and Moss, which is the castle there. Wasn't frightened by a birthday surprise celebration and found his way home. And then it's signed for my colleagues. And wow. they have it in Czech on the other side. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool. That's a good Sh- gift. Should I attempt to read the, read the check? Do you want me to fumble through this sure, or no? Sure. I All mean, right. we only have an hour and a half, but sure. All <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, uznani, which is honorary certificate. Uh, and this is the crazy thing about check. So, you have different endings, right? So, my name. So, because of the ending here. So, it's Chesne uznani, Chedu Alexanderu Bauslimu. Sounds like a I mean, Japanese I, or something. I kid you not. Can you read that, Jared? Uh, yeah, I see it. Chadu Alexanderu Bauslimu. I'm not making this stuff up, people. Here we go. Zostatek chnost a odvahu vidace prežit vratice 
Byl tam a nestratil se v Čechách, neimigroval do Německa, nespadl ze Karlova mostu, nepřejedal ze, oh ze Karl, Karlovských uh, oplatek, nepřepil ze piva v Pilzny, nepadl uh, cestou na pravčíčskou bránu, nezezelenal, that's like to, didn't turn green, nezezelenal ze zelené v Hradci Králové, nohořel při opekání špekáčku, neoněme měl při polidu ze hněvnína, yeah, close enough, nezakal ze ozlav se převkapeným našel uh, cestu domů. So there's Parada. the check. And oh, I can tell good. you when I first moved here, that would have been even worse. It wasn't great, <laughs> but it would have been even worse. And hey, I've we don't realized, become polyglots overnight. Right? This is the thing that I've realized more and more, though, man. In a way, I'm really sad I'm leaving for my check sake because I'm really starting to understand stuff now. Yeah. Like when yeah. I was at the bar the other night, I was, you know, just sitting at the bar by myself, listening to conversations, and I, I got like forty percent of it. It's not great, but when I came here, it would have been like zero percent of it. Right, you're just starting to get the hang of it. Right, and I'm picking up like what the verbs are and stuff. But so this is, whoop, this is just dropped it. This is the cool thing. So I got Chad's, this. Chad's making a mess. I am. I'm just He's all over the place, Jared. <laughs> Six all yards away place. from the microphone and still talking. <laughs> right. So, so this is the. The little credit card. Uh, oh, you credit mean, card. Um, uh, um, report um, card. Yes, thank you, report card. And so what's really cool about it is they... So the, the cool thing about these templates is you write... They handwrite the subjects. So mm. I didn't With their take any European subjects. Cursive. Right, right. Which now I can recheck handwriting. When I first came here, I couldn't. Um, but what's funny is they, they gave me, you know, all the different... Classes and here are the classes: friendliness. I got a one, which here a one is an A. Mm. Helpfulness got a one. Uh, smiling got a one. Should have been a one plus. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. Uh, <laughs> witty, I got a one, which uh, I would give myself a two. Mama, okay. uh, originality one. Okay, that's fair. Music one. Sport, I got a two in. Ooh. That's okay. That's that's all right. Slipping I, I, on gator piss. Could have been, be <laughs> been more active. Um, and then uh, a beer, though. I got a one. Uh, Gastronomy, I, I got one. a one, which I don't know if they just mean the food I like to eat because I did try a lot of stuff here. Traveling, a one. Knowledge about Czech Republic, got a one. Parada. Uh, cooking, I got a two. Okay. I told them, I was like, nope, this should be yeah. a three or probably a four. Say, this should be a C or a D. That's a stretch. Slipping on gator piss. Uh, housework, uh, also a two, which uh, my place needs to be clean, so I would say maybe a three. Uh, and school attendance, one. I think I was, I was only missing, I think I missed school three days because of illness. I think that's okay. it. It's not bad. So that's not too bad for 10 months, three days. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, there were a few other days where I, you know, traveled and stuff, but you know, I would teach extra lessons otherwise. Um, so yeah, so, so that's what they gave me. And, uh, I got to say, man, just the effort, the sheer effort they put into these things, 
Yeah. It was just so touching. And that's that's one of the reasons why I almost almost was in tears. Uh, and a student asked me, he came up to me after my, you know, choking choking down my tears speech and saying, you know, um, I don't uh, I think he was just trying to lighten the mood, but he was like, I'm not sure if you're um, crying for joy or for sadness. Uh, you know, like I don't know. I a lot of Czech people in my experience tend to um, be very negative about the Czech Republic and e- right. even with their humor. And so, um, but when he said that, I was just like, ah, oh, damn, I knew it was going to be this obvious, <laughs> you know, but it was cool. And then the last thing though, about Monday that I want to mention, you are not the only cultured one out of the two of us to go to music concerts. I went to oh, my okay. uh, good friend, Pavel. I went to his daughter's piano recital. Um, oh. And it was all the young kids from the music school. And I would guess they were aged probably six or seven all the way up to 13 or 14. There was one kid that was 13 that played a Chopin piece that just killed it. Nice. Absolutely killed it. Also had a purple suit on. So was killing it Ooh. in the style department as well. Dude was <laughs> ready to go. Um, so yeah, so that was really awesome as well. I really enjoyed it. Uh, what was interesting though is... The only boys they had there, there were three boys. The rest were all girls. And the boys were all older, which I found interesting. And I wonder why girls are starting sooner on piano than hmm. a lot of boys are. Yeah, I don't and know. And maybe they're not, but that's what I saw in my small sample size here. Right, that's talk, a good so. point. Right. Speaking, of, was, which, speaking yeah. of piano, I think tomorrow might be my last uh, lesson here in Philadelphia. Oh, how do you feel about that? Uh, you know, it's, it's sad just because, uh, I had a pretty good relationship with my teacher, but, um, also she's getting a, she just got a new grand piano or baby grand piano. So I get to play it once. So that'll be cool. Okay. Um, yeah, it's sad just because, you know, we had a good rapport and she seems to really like me and like, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed having her as a teacher, but Mm -hmm. I think, um, what I try, what I told her and what I, you know, I wasn't just saying this, but like. Uh, because I had such a good experience learning piano over the past, say, three years with her, like I'm definitely going to uh, going to keep it up. And when I get back to Michigan, like once I'm settled, that'll be one of the first things I'm looking for as a new piano teacher. And so I I, I tried to tell her that you know like um, you know like I appreciate all all the stuff that she's done, and it's really made me want to keep it up. And she actually texted me the other day saying that uh, she has a quote-unquote special offer for me, whatever that means. Well, I know what hmm. it means. I'll tell you what it means. Uh, <laughs> there is, she has some friend that's an artist, and she wants to uh, draw, uh, draw a, a picture of, uh, like paint a picture of like a student and a teacher. So she's going to come to our, our lesson tomorrow and take pictures of us. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. Playing and then paint the picture. So we'll see how that goes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, no, it, it it'll be a little bittersweet, and she might be fighting back tears like you are. I'm a little bit more uh, cold on the inside, <laughs> like some of your Czech counterparts, so it's easier for me probably to hold that back. But she's very emotional, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll be an interesting last lesson. But um, I am excited to 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 continue on, and I believe you mentioned that you have some connections that you might be able to put me in contact with. Oh, you better believe it. So um, I'll be coming to you for that off mic sometime soon. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, I got to say, though, I the last thing before we get into the shout outs, I'm also surprised, though, I held it together in all of my lessons, mm. which I thought like, I don't know. I just I was super paranoid. And maybe this is just the way society 
tells men to be, or maybe I'm just stupid. Who knows? But like, I feel like probably both crying in public <laughs> to me, like it just, it makes me really uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable yeah. to cry at funerals when it's a family member that I've been close with and I'm with other family members, right? which yeah, it shouldn't yeah. be, you mm-hmm. know, it shouldn't be crying is a natural part of life. I mean, honestly, man, I know this is really cheesy, but we've already, we've already topped the charts on cheesiness. I think this episode already, and we're only 25 <laughs> minutes in right. is, um, I cried tears of joy when I found out I got the Fulbright. I kid you not. I because believe I, it. I worked so hard on that application, hours and hours and hours, you know, because the the way you had to write it, everything had to be perfect. Like you you had one page to apply, like to write mm-hmm. your essay. So every word was very meticulously like thought out when I was writing it. You know, I really put a lot of time into it. And I also knew like I'm going to the Czech Republic. We're an amazing opportunity. And so yeah. I remember calling my mom uh, and I remember looking at the email saying, you know, congratulations, you've been granted a Fulbright. And I remember calling my mom and that's when it really hit me like, oh my God, this is really happening. And I, I, my mom like picks up, she's like, how long? I'm like, hello and she's like what? she's like oh no what's wrong and, I, and all i could muster out was i got it and she was like right. you, you got what like she you know my Herpes. poor mom was like what's <laughs> what's wrong with you what's going on like did you i don't know did you yeah i'm not even gonna go there but anyways <laughs> she was like you got what and i'm like i, I got i got the fulbright you know and so yeah so it's it's pretty it's been a wild ride man and i'm very thankful and now i think it's time a good way for us to spread thanks is to Spread a little love. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't have any shout-outs. I actually had a um, funny story about something that happened, but we'll get to it later. I'll okay. tell you later. Sounds good. I have <clears throat> a few shout-outs. My first one goes out to all of the Germans who are living in Ostritz. And now, well, let me, let me rephrase. All of the locals living there. So this is a crazy story, Jared. So... Uh, so there was a alt-right neo-Nazi music festival near Ostritz, right? Okay. And so the German government basically said, well, this seems like this could potentially get aggressive, so we're putting an alcohol ban on the festival. So alcohol cannot be bought, cannot be sold. German police confiscated people's alcohol that they brought with them. I'll say, um, you know, it's serious if the Germans are taking away alcohol. Yeah. So first <laughs> of all, the German police confiscated... Take a guess how many liters of beer they confiscated. Oh, I can't even. I can't even imagine. Uh, Four thousand two hundred. Damn. Four thousand two hundred. But the story gets better, Jared. Um, I'm not even going to say the name of the festival. It's not important. We do not support Nazis of any kind on this podcast, so it's not even. I'm not going to waste not my breath. Not even grammar Nazis. No, not even grammar <laughs> Nazis. Um, so what's crazy though is that so what people did is they realized well. You know, if, okay, if we can't buy beer here, we'll just go to the next town over and buy beer, right? Or the next city on the way. So, um, the, so the, the town, the surrounding town, or sorry, it was, it was Ostritz. So Ostritz, actually all the local people there went to all the supermarkets and bought all the beer. That's hilarious. All of it. (laughs) There is no cooler way to say F you to Nazis than ruining their party by buying all the alcohol so they yeah. can't buy any of it. Which yeah, that's I think great. is such it's such a hilarious kind of a German 
way to do things. Like, oh, yes, the Nazis are coming here, but we, we don't like them. We don't want them to have a good time. We, we just take all the beer. We, we, we buy it all as a kind of party. Exactly. So I think that's great. So shout out to everybody in Ostritz. You betcha. Who, who was a part of this. Um, and I hope that people soon come to realize that uh, Nazis, neo-Nazis are not welcome. Um, so that's absolutely great. So shout yeah. out to all the locals there. My next one goes out to an amazing pupper named Frida, who was a rescue dog who now oh, has a like statue. What the hell is that? Uh, uh, a dog. <laughs> yeah, okay. A dog. That's internet slang, Jared, for dog, if you didn't know. Doggo or pupper. Um, I've, I know so, doggo. That's what us right. Australians say. Right. Uh, and so Frida, uh, the rescue dog, who became a symbol of hope after the deadly Mexico earthquake, has retired. So, shout out to Frida and her handler What do you for, mean retired? She's not going to be a rescue dog anymore. Oh, uh, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. She's 10 years old. And I also want to spread the love to all the good boys and girls out there, um... <laughs> that have helped save lives in, you know, there were a lot of uh, dogs that helped save lives in uh, 9-11. There mm-hmm. have been all sorts of different things where, you know, dogs have been really useful and helpful. Obviously, I'm also missing my dog a little bit. So this is one of the reasons why I want to give all the dogs Spread out the there love. all the love. So, yes. So shout out to Frida and uh, thank you for your service as a rescue dog. And my last one mm-hmm. goes out to... A young gentleman, uh, age 13, named Michael Platt, who is a a guy who lives in Washington, D.C., started his own bakery called Michael's Desserts. And what they do is they uh, donate. uh, Basically, they have a one-to-one donation model. For every cupcake sold, he donates um, one to the homeless. Uh, So he makes donation batches about once a month. So it's really amazing that he not only is 13 years old and has his own business, also, dude, just, Jared, do me a favor. Go on Instagram right now. Check out Michael's Desserts. I'm um, on his Facebook right now. Oh, it looks, looks fantastic. Damn, fantastic. I see um, one with a strawberry on top. Yep. Yep. You, oh, man. You better believe it, right? So, uh, so, yeah. So, I think it's amazing that he is, one, so young and already doing this it's amazing and the fact that he is giving back to the community is also something that is highly commendable we really appreciate all the work you're doing michael keep up the great work and uh you deserve all the love so thank you yeah for sure for sure and i love that like i love the idea of like using something that is like a hobby of yours and turning it into something that can help other people Mm-hmm. That because it's like I'm sure he he was enjoying doing that before he thought of well obviously before right. he thought of helping homeless people and it's like oh, I can also do this and I'm oh, still sure. doing what I love absolutely and he can absolutely. make a real business I mean it's a real business now but he could like if he plays his cards right he could this could be like his job when he's yep. out of school and stuff for sure for sure well Jared speaking of jobs you know what job is our job yeah. is here at the Untranslatable Podcast my primary job is to spread untranslatables to the world. That's right. I will not take a day off from doing this. Uh, um, my first one is Arabic, and it is La Bess El Busa Taba Arusa. And it means dressing up a stick turns it into a doll. One more time. 
Dressing up a stick turns it into a doll. Dressing up a stick turns it into a doll? Mm-hmm. Huh. This this sounds a lot like you can't put a lip... You, this sounds like the opposite of you, can, you can't put a lipstick on a pig. Yeah. All right. Essentially, it means anyone can look good with the right clothes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It kind of sounds like it's kind of at least the English translation, but kind of makes it sound like a backhanded compliment a little bit. It does, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a, something you'd say as a compliment or like, yeah, they have nice clothes, but anyone, like, take those clothes off and you're still a uggo. Ago, another Australian. <laughs> something else. Got all, would say. all the Aussie terms today. I like it, mate. <laughs> oh, that is great. All right. So this one, Jared, is very, uh, well, it's pretty obvious. It's Czech. It will be very obvious, but um, it doesn't matter. It's my own translatable. And I think it's very applicable to what we've been talking about today, which is Ma Slizzy Slizzy. Nakraichku, which means he or she is on the verge of tears. Uh, yeah, that does seem very fitting. Chad is on the verge of tears <laughs> for the first thirty minutes of this episode. Uh, yeah, it just means you're about to cry. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nice and easy. That one was maybe too easy, but yeah, that's okay. I've got some. I got some. Some ones that'll really challenge us here. Well, okay. you, because I, I have the answer written right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, my next one is Turkish, and it's Kafayi Usutu. Usutu. Yeah. Kafayi Usutu. Which means? Um, they've caught a cold in their head. Oh, so is this like if you're like a hypochondriac where you. We're basically like it's all mental. Oh, it's interesting. Only mental. No, no, no. I, I for cold. some reason I can imagine like a British person saying this. Right. He got a cold in your head, mate. Yeah. It always Just goes like... Australian. <laughs> it always goes Australian. I mean, every British time. people say mate too. That, that is true. I don't know how uh, Australians got cold, that to be cold their cold thing. In your I've head. heard plenty of British people say mate. Right. Me too. Me too. Got a cold in your head. Got a cold in your head, mate. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what. Well, give me, give maybe me a British to... person would say, "You're sick in your head, mate." Oh, so okay. So you're you're just ne- mentally unstable. Yeah. You, or, or oh, you're mental. They say that too. Now I think about it. <laughs> you're mad. Yeah, it just means uh, you've gone crazy. It's like you have like your your brain is sick. Your brain's sick. Okay, mm-hmm. insane in the membrane. All right. <laughs> yeah, got it. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so let's see here. I have a couple. Of, so this one is, uh, mash slovo or mate slovo, if you want to be formal, which means you have the word. You have the word. Is it like you're right? Nope. Or I agree? Nope. You have the word. It's like now you're speaking my language or like, uh, nope. preaching to the choir. Mm, no, it's. I think it's more simple than that. You have you have the word. We we say you have the. Do you have the floor? Yes. Good job. Oh, oh, good okay. job. That's what I thought, but that seemed mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Okay. 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 It just means like it's your turn to speak. Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have one more, and it's Spanish, specifically Argentina. <laughs> Argentina. 
And it's um, estar al pedo or estar en pedo. Either one. You should know that. Estar. It, it is a a dog? No. No, pedo, not pedo. What's what's pedo? A podiatrist works on so yeah oh okay so it's so it is or, or to be a foot doctor to be a yeah to be a foot doctor well not a foot doctor or pedi- i'm just a pedo is not foot doctor just it's foot, foot. it's foot. i just said podiatrist uh, uh, so you <laughs> gotcha okay to be to be a foot yeah no excuse me i totally fucked i'm so confused. i totally messed that up i just realized i don't know why i thought it was foot that's my bad Slipping on gator piss. I take all of that back. <laughs> Don't listen to anything I just said. I wish I could cut this out, but I'm not going to. It actually is. Oh my god! It's actually to be uh, to be uh, the fart or to be in the fart. I don't know where I got foot from. I don't know either. That's my bad. Uh, to, to be to be the fart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not like we say you're the shit, is it? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Think think about like for for this for the sake of the, of trying to understand this untranslatable. Let's focus on to be in the fart. You're like you're like right where the chaos happened. Uh no no I see no. where you're coming from though. Think about being in your own fart. So it's like you're sitting on the sofa, <laughs> uh, and you're in your own fart. You. you- I don't even know where to begin with this one, Jared. I give up. What is it? Uh, it's to be lazy or not doing anything. Uh, so it's essentially oh, like you're sitting you, in your own filth, okay. kind of. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking that, but I didn't think that was right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Young uh, Interesting. Padawan. Okay. All right. Well, um, I have two more. I'm just okay. flexing with my check on you right now, Jared. So I'm going to give yeah, you two you're not more done check yet. ones. You got, uh, we'll probably have another episode before you leave. Easy. Easy yep. there. Chad. Don't worry, I got more. <laughs> I got more. So this one is spravnie slovo, which means sensible word. Sensible word. Sensible word. If you translate it literally. Is it like um soft spoken? No. Nope. Or very like deliberate a uh, sensible word. Polite? Like I I would say out of if if we look at our friends I would say that you, you and me, I would say actually you have more of the sensible word than I do most of the time. Oh, like logical? Yeah, sensible opinion or voice of reason. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I'll take it. Thank uh-huh. you. I don't even know. I, like, I was looking at my soundboard. I was like, I don't even know what to press for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. All right. And then my last one for you is also check and it is this one should be easy for you i think scopi naslovo meaning short on words oh it's like a oh yeah like a someone of few words someone that doesn't yeah. talk a lot mm-hmm. exactly good work i'm usually short on words when we uh go places you know who's not short on words who's uh, that the americans tend to There's, not be short on words that is true we love to talk Mm-hmm. And that brings me to, I think, one of the first things that many um, non-Americans will find weird about the U.S. is our levels of small talk and also our greeting when we say, hi, how are you? I've explained yeah. to so many students 
if an American says, hi, how are you? Unless they really stop you and say, you know, like, how are you? Like, are things going good? You know, if they really seem like they want to have a conversation, then they really care how you are. But usually it's more just like a hi, a hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they don't really do that in other countries. They would just nope. say hello. Yeah. Yep. And if and they say, like, a while. how are you, you'd actually have, like, they'd expect good exactly. or something. Exactly. Like, I remember Because people going here to... say, like, hi, how are you? Then hi, how are you? Right back. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I even have some friends who would say, like, what's up, you know, and walking yeah, by, yeah. and I'd, I would answer with what's up, you know? Yeah, that's very true. Um, so, yeah, it, it is really funny. Um, and the the other thing, too, is when I went to Germany for the first time, I was always saying, hello, wie geht's? And Germans were like, like yeah, I don't know cares? you. Why, why? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, so completely different. So that's definitely one thing. <laughs> and I think the level of small talk we have here in the States is pretty wild, Mm-hmm. I mean, especially we've seen, I think, one of the masters of small talk in action, Mr. Donald. He is great at small yeah, talk. That's right. It's not, unreal. Not the president. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let's just no. be clear. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, Don can small talk his way into any situation. Mm-hmm. But he, some, so he somehow makes it work when he travels, too. Like, he's, he seemed to make use that to his advantage uh, during his European travels, too, which I think... Uh, I, like it seems even more difficult than here because here it seems almost expected in certain places, uh, right? And I'm I'm with the Europeans. I don't like it. I don't like it. Leave me alone. I'm not surprised by that whatsoever, Jared. Um, another one that I uh, another one I found interesting that I guess I never really thought about was the level of drive-throughs that we have here. Oh, it's crazy. We are a drive-through heavy country. We are a drive-through nation, hands down. I mean, yeah. You should see the look on people's faces when I tell them uh, I used to work at a pharmacy and we had a drive-through window. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. the worst was working the drive-through window in the winter. Oh, I can oh, imagine. Oh man, it was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, and the thing is, like, the other crazy thing with drive-through windows is at a pharmacy. So, for our non-U.S. listeners out there, when I use the term pharmacy, a U.S. pharmacy is like a store pharmacy but also has like like here they would call it like an apotheca would be an actual pharmacy with medicine medication Mm -hmm. right and then a a, a drogery would be with um like other other like like foods and snacks and other stuff like that you know right toiletries exactly (laughs) exactly which that might be another thing that uh, foreigners might find weird as I do have to say that I think in America convenience is king and there are so many yeah. stores you can go to and you can find everything you need you mm-hmm. can go it's a one stop shop you don't really have that as much in Europe but anyways back to the pharmacy thing my my friends and colleagues here could not believe that yeah we have drive through pharmacies and we used to have patients come get their medicine and then they'd be like hey can you go grab a six pack of beer from the cooler eventually we had to stop doing that um <laughs> But in the beginning, That's just the we did. irony of getting medicine and then asking for beer at the same time. <laughs> right, right. Like you can't just walk in the store and get get your beer. Like really, right. And there's just like this sort of illusion of always being in a rush or always not having enough time here. Yep. Like it's I terrible. think that's a very American thing is to always talk about how busy you are yep. or always talk about like not having enough time and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, there's a drive-through for just about everything these days. And um. In Louisiana, they have, you know, I mentioned when I was there for my sister's wedding, I mentioned um, 
the uh, the daiquiris and how that's like a big thing in Louisiana. And the one I go to isn't a drive-through, but a lot of them there are drive-through daiquiri places. And for those of you that don't know, daiquiri is like an alcoholic smoothie, essentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> or icy, I guess. And so uh, it's it's it seems very odd that they have that in a drive-through fashion. Granted, they say it's in a styrofoam cup because once again, Americans love styrofoam, mm-hmm. and it, it has a top on it. And if they don't put the straw in it, then it's technically not an open container. Uh, so they're just like, hey, hey, don't put that straw in there until you get home. Uh, but that's also a drive-through. That's so crazy. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Even me that likes the convenience of it and won't uh, won't drink it while I'm driving is still like, I don't think you should be doing this. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, to me, it would just feel a little off. And that's the other thing that I think a lot of um, – non-U.S. citizens would find weird about the states is just the fact that we drive everywhere most Mm -hmm. of the time, right? I mean, if you live in a big city, you might be fortunate enough to not need a car or not want a car. But if you don't live in one of those bigger cities that has good public transportation, you can forget it. I mean, just straight up forget it. I've I've told students that are thinking about doing a trip to the states, um, either go to big cities and use public transit or save up some more money and rent a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I mean, your life will be so much more convenient if you rent a car because everything in the U S is so spread out and we're not used to walking everywhere. And our infrastructure is designed around cars for the most part. Yeah. Well, I was talking to you about having to go back to, uh, Michigan this weekend to find a place to live. And I was considering flying there, but the thing is that adds so much to my budget because I, I also have to rent a car. So it's like, it's, it's almost more worth it for me to just, uh, or more practical for me to just drive like essentially eight and a half, nine hours to Michigan rather than flying there. Because it's like, yeah, but once I'm there, it, like it's more convenient to get there maybe, but I still mm-hmm. have to pay so much more to rent a car than to get a hotel or an Airbnb or whatever. And it's just like, it just adds up so quickly. Right. And uh, yeah, it's, you have to. And actually speaking of that, uh, something that a lot of people uh, outside of the U.S. can't comprehend is the size of our roads. Mm-hmm. We have so much space on our roads and parking lots. Uh, I remember uh, park- living in Europe, and uh, you know my parents had like uh, they didn't have big cars, but they had like a like a five series BMW five series, so like a middle middle of the road BMW, and uh, like it was it was like parking in certain underground parking lots or parking on the street. Oh, was, forget it was a challenge it was definitely yeah. a challenge and some of those underground parking structures are insane how tight they are mm-hmm. and like even if you have like a small compact car you're still squeezing through there and it's it's very uncomfortable and i remember when i was in um when i was in italy you cannot like like every other car was dented or dinged or scratched just because how tight everything was mm-hmm. and and like you couldn't get away with having like a clean car in like rome or something like that it's almost impossible right And once again, I think that goes back to infrastructure in the States. Mm -hmm. We've had, you know, cars ever since, um, these car companies, you would know what year, what year did, did the automobile really become like an, everybody could get one or most people could get one. Uh, probably the model T, which was like the 19 teens, maybe 16, 17. Was it maybe when the first model T came out somewhere around there? And I'm sure there were cities that were still being heavily developed around that time as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I bet you it probably didn't get – cars probably didn't get, like, more commonplace until probably, like, the 20s, 30s. Right. But, or probably 20s. But it was – like, the Model T was a thing in, the in like, the teens. 
Right. So that's probably when, uh, and that and that's how it was like the first quote unquote cheap car. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And ever since then, it was just like, it was just like make make our cities for cars specifically. Yeah. And now in some cities like Detroit, uh, they're trying to like like retroactively figure out like public transportation there. It's and difficult it to do. Yeah, it's difficult to do, especially now that everyone's so comfortable with uh with their car so it's like for the transportation to work it's like it's got to be real good or mm-hmm. real like somehow i don't even know how but like people are just so comfortable with their cars nowadays right and that's the other thing too is it, it's just crazy the amount of space for the most part that we have in the states right unless yeah. you are in a once again if you're in a heavy populated city this won't be the case but i mean even your smaller smaller cities um you know, there's a lot of space. Like, it's crazy. I always forget how big the U.S. is until I've been outside the U.S. for a little while and I come back, mm-hmm. right? Like, I remember telling some of my students, it's not that uncommon to drive 30, 40 minutes to see your friends, right? Yeah, right. I mean, here, I mean, just to, for us to jam, we'll, you or me will have to drive, you know, probably 30, 40, 45 mm-hmm. minutes one way. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas here, you know, if I drive, if I were to drive somewhere for 30, 40 minutes, I'm in a different, I'm in Germany. Right. <laughs> you know, um, if I drove maybe an hour and a half or two hours, I could be in Poland. You know, if I drove, it's crazy. That's one thing I will miss about Philadelphia is, um, you know, I live in like the city city. So I will miss the convenience of say, for example, going out to get like drinks or something, not even having to think about how I'm going to get home. Because most likely, and especially since it's me, I'm usually going to places in my area so I can just walk home. Right. Or, uh, or you know, Ubers are way cheaper because it's mm-hmm. no longer than like, like the farthest I would go would probably be like a 20 minute drive. Um, and I will, you know, I was thinking about that when I was visiting Michigan last weekend or two weekends ago, whatever that was. Just about, um, you know, I mentioned to you seeing that, uh, that lady that was driving home hammered. Uh, <laughs> oh geez yeah. and it was just like it was like I'm not I'm not I'm not sticking up for her but it's just like you know people drive to these places wanting to have a good time but it's like you have to drive to these places because if you like there's no public transportation to get there and then it's like these people still want to have fun or whatever that means right. to them but then they put themselves in these terrible situations and other um, people as well but yeah yeah that's more importantly other people that are mm. innocent bystanders Um, and I was thinking about I was like that will really factor into how I live my life. Not that I'm out getting drunk all the time, but if I wanted to, I'd have to do it, take away more consideration than it does right. here. Yeah, you got a budget for that extra, that extra <laughs> Uber. You got a. Yeah. Sorry, you're distracting me. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a, I got a couple, couple skeeters flying around here. A couple of mosquitoes. Uh, it is so hot here, dude. It is unreal. Yeah. Unreal that's, this this past week. Speaking of which, uh, th- we, that's another thing that uh, Ooh, your call. Czech people uh, find weird about about the U.S. is the over usage of uh, AC. And now they do have a point. Yeah, we do really uh, blast that AC like it's going out of style. Like we love AC here too much. And uh, I'm kind of a cheapskate with my AC, where I only put it on really when i'm sleeping now sometimes during the day if it's if it's like because it gets really hot here so sometimes during the day i'll put it on but it's really only when i'm sleeping that i put it on and then i usually turn it off when i wake up but uh yeah like if you go to um restaurants movie theaters grocery stores like sometimes 
like I know people like cousins or people in my family or something that'll like we'll be in say Louisiana. And it'll, in Louisiana, it'll be like, well, I don't know, 98, something crazy like that. And we'll go to the movie theater and they'll have to bring like a hoodie or a jacket because it'll be so cold in there. Right. And uh, like we just pump the AC. And so mm-hmm. like I'm not like your students. I don't or your not even the students, but just the Czech people that, you know, they're in Czech Republic. I don't think it's going to I don't think it's killing us. But right. uh, I do think we we do really overuse the AC. Yeah. And the one thing I really dislike about that, like you said, in the summer, I have to really think about, okay, am I be going to be spending more time outside or inside? Because if I'm going mm-hmm. outside, I'm going to wear shorts and a t-shirt. Right. But if I know I'm going to be in a bar or I'm going to be inside most of the night, tossing on some jeans, mm-hmm. maybe even a light button down yeah. um, instead I'm of a t-shirt. And, and it's, it can get, it can get irritating at times. You know, you, if you're unprepared, especially to all of our listeners out there who've never visited the States, yeah, you might need to bring a jacket or a hoodie or something with you, a light jacket um, or, or a thinner yeah, hoodie with you. 80 plus outside. <laughs> right, if you go somewhere inside, which can be very irritating. But I'll tell I you this, say, though. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, I've lived in Germany before, another place where they really don't have AC. And um, yeah, we overuse AC here, but I've also lived through many summers that probably weren't even anywhere close to as hot as what you're experiencing right now. And it was it. <laughs> awful. Like oh, it's it was, horrendous. It was so hard to sleep. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. There's no escaping it. Like it's it's awful. And so mm-hmm. like if I had to choose one, I'd choose overuse of AC over no AC at all. Oh, for sure. So Same. even though a lot of people outside of the US might find it weird, I'm on board. Let's. What's, I just want to make that clear. Right. <laughs> what, what I also find funny is that I've heard a lot of Europeans say, "Oh, if you use AC, you'll get sick. Oh, you have a cold because you're using AC." It's like, it's like, no, like I have lived in the States for 25 of my 27 years and rarely get sick anyways, but like, I really don't think AC would be the cause of it. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I really don't. Um, Now, obviously I'm not a certified, you know, physician. I'm not a medical doctor, but I, I personally don't think that I've ever caught an illness or become sick because of AC. Yeah. This is just uh, this is just conjecture. I don't know really what the hell I'm talking about, but I don't think it's AC that makes people sick. But I would say maybe not a proper uh, and this rem- no, this actually reminds me. But uh, I don't. I think it's not a proper maintenance of your air conditioning makes you sick. So if that's you're, true. If you're not changing filters, like all air conditioning units have filters, yep. and my parents actually told me that I should change mine every three months, and they probably told me that two years ago when I moved here, and I probably changed it once. So maybe I'll do oh, that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to change that real quick. You know um, mama's listening. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Uh, but um, that is, I, I'd say maybe not a proper maintenance of it will, will make you sick. But in general, that's on the people that own the air conditioning. That's not on the air conditioning system or, or the very idea of air conditioning. So back off. Right. So, Jared, I want to just go through this quick list. Mm-hmm. And I want to get the Jared weird or not weird approval. Weird, obviously, meaning, you know, it's strange, not weird. You're cool with it. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of go through this list. The fact that we cheer on our cheerleaders at sporting events. Weird or not weird? The fact that we cheer on our cheerleaders at sporting events. Not weird. Okay. They're just an extension. They're kind of just like super fans hired by the team. 
But why are we cheering on the super fan? Shouldn't we just be cheering on the team? I well, I would argue that there is they're still doing like pretty acrobatic stuff. It's pretty impressive stuff that they okay. do. So and are so they I think maybe more like cheering the, at the, the stunts. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Okay. I was also thinking maybe they're kind of like that. What is it? What's the term? Is it sixth man? Oh, you like if it's if you're talking about basketball, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the that extra person on the court giving you that oomph. All right, Jared. Weird but, I would, but I'll say this though: I can imagine people in other countries saying that because, like, if you were to go to a soccer game in literally any country besides for the U.S., they definitely don't need cheerleaders to get hype AF. Right. Uh, Which I, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't get that. Um, yeah. Uh, good. Okay. Weird or not weird, the fact that we fly U.S. flags everywhere. Yeah, that's weird. Weird. Okay. I'd say that's weird. I'd say we have a very unhealthy. Uh, obsession with the United States and national, like a weird relationship with nationalism that I don't really understand. Yeah, especially pride, pride in the military um, yeah. as well. Definitely. Uh, you know, I have nothing personal, personal against the military. Uh, my father has served, my uncles have served. Um, but, but like, I feel like you can't even be critical of the U.S. military without people immediately like being like, oh, you're not patriotic, you know, you're blah, blah, blah. You know, so yeah, it's, it's pretty I crazy. I saw some some picture on Twitter yesterday, and it was uh, one of those classic. Uh, some guy had like a patch on his jacket that said mm-hmm. like, uh, "I shouldn't be expected to speak foreign language for illegal immigrants in in my country." Oh, and God. it's like, first of all, no one's expecting you to do that. <laughs> just, it's right. like they'd actually probably much prefer you just leave them alone. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And second of all, what do you mean right. your country? And third of all, like. I, 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 there's not even a third. I just don't understand like this sort of like who's forcing you to speak anything. Like no one's right. forcing you to do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's an odd one. Uh, that's a real odd one. Weird or not weird. The fact that most Americans rarely take vacation. Um, I mean, it's not weird because I, I understand our culture, but I understand why people would find it. Other people would find it weird, but uh, I, mm, I wouldn't say it's weird because I say this is something that we've set up for ourselves essentially. Like, this is we we have like any other country we have values that are different than other countries, and ours is work. So people might find it weird how obsessed we are with work, but then people might also find it here might find it weird how obsessed other people are with vacation. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Weird or not weird, the fact that most Americans drink from red solo cups at parties. Uh, it's not weird. I don't just imagine if, I mean, if you're having a party, like a big party, uh, I'm not, first of all, I'm not, I don't want to clean up all those glasses and, Mm. um, I don't trust all these drunks that are my friends to not break all my, all my nice China. (laughs) That's fair. I have a question though. I haven't been to, it's been a while since I've been to a party, especially a house party of any substantial size in Europe, probably a while so long, meaning never. What do they use? Just glasses. Depends on how big the party is, right? I mean, I mean, if it's a really big party, they'll usually they'll actually usually have plastic cups and a keg, maybe, or at least the ones I've been to in Germany, they buy a case or two cases of beer and you just open the the bottle and drink from the glass right. bottle, right? Um, so it really depends where. Um, well, there's but, also yeah. less usage of like cans of beer, really. Like they do it, right. but it's not as big of a thing in Europe, right? Right, you're not going to buy yeah cases. You, if you buy a case here in the Czech Republic, 
it's going to be glass bottles. Um, right, right, right. The, the cans will usually be six-pack, and, and that's because, all. And because it's a bottle, people are probably also going to be a little more careful not to drop it because it's like... Right. It's not... It's, you can't just get another... You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I understand why... Like, I don't think it's weird, but I, it's definitely wasteful. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And it's very to me, it's very American. Red Solo Cups. Yeah. Remind Red me. Solo Cup. What's that song? Red Solo Cup. Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the fact that pharmacies are in grocery stores. Weird or not weird? Um, I don't think any of this is weird so far. <laughs> I mean, uh, you are American. That's true. I mean, I, I, live, I live with this. I, f- uh, I find it strange. I find it strange that we do have pharmacies in grocery stores. Why do you find it strange? You've, you've worked in a pharmacy. And maybe that's why, because I worked at a pharmacy. And like, I don't know. On the one hand, I understand it's, it's really nice having the convenience to pick up your, I don't know, pick up your allergy meds, uh, your antihistamines while you're getting your, I don't know, your, your milk or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just, after living here for a while now, it's, I kind of like that, like, I get my groceries at the grocery store. You know, if I need to get my medication for something, I go here. Um, but it is not as convenient, I guess. Um, right. But, but maybe I don't that's see how anything, Like, I don't see anything. It, like, it, it is. it does play very much into, like, Americans need, like, ultimate convenience kind of thing. But right. I don't see anything inherently wrong with it. Like, like it's not something that makes me want to, like, blame Big Pharma for ruining our country kind of thing. Right. Sure. But I will say this, I do find it hilarious that, you know, you can, in theory, if you have a pharmacy at a grocery store, you can buy alcohol, you can buy cigarettes, you can buy all this stuff that's really bad for you, and yeah, also buy medicine, which is kind Depends of interesting. Depends on the state, but that's true. Like, you can't do right. that here. But in Michigan, I was, well, last time I was in Michigan, I was telling Sydney about that, where it's like, yeah, we don't have these archaic rules here in Michigan. You can literally buy alcohol anywhere, gas stations, right. blah, 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 anywhere. Am Another, I boring you? No, I'm kidding. You are. No. Um, the, the other thing that I find strange, though, too, speaking of pharmaceuticals, is the fact I think we are one of maybe two or three nations in the entire world that has commercials on television now, that's for, strange. for pharmaceutical drugs. You know, tell your doctor about Coumadin for, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tell yeah, your, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think that's dangerous. I do, too, because I think you are making people think you know, to reference your untranslatable, people who already have a cold in their head are going to maybe think, oh, uh, thank you. Actually, that's not the untranslatable. That means someone's crazy. Not, but that, uh, but no, no, that's what I mean. I see what you're saying. I I mean, if you're crazy, you you might Mm -hmm. think like, oh, well, oh, well, actually, yeah, my, my elbow has been hurting. Maybe I need to try the new elbow-itis cream from, you know, blah, 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 you know, and it's, it's just really crazy. All the different um pharmaceutical drugs that are advertised on television where it's like why don't you just let your medical professionals tell you oh hey you have this medical issue maybe you should think of taking this medicine for it this well and with that doctors get um doctors get like incentivized to push certain brands of medication too pharmacists also do very dangerous as well Mm -hmm. i remember a pharmacist telling me one time at uh 
where, where I used to work, she told me that back in the day, she'd been a pharmacist for a long time. Mm-hmm. She told me way back in the day, pharmaceutical companies would take you out, you know, to nice dinners, yeah. you know, a little, little resort weekend, go golfing, all, all these little perks to try to get you to also push their medication. And yeah, I mean, big pharma is, is one of the biggest industries in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy that, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. And the other crazy thing also piggybacking on the advertisements, the price of medication in the U S is unreal. I've heard yes. stories of people in Michigan who live close enough to Windsor, Canada that will go get their insulin and other things in Canada. Oh, I don't know you could do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean that, that, uh, that definitely makes sense. I don't. I wouldn't blame people for doing that. Now I don't know the steps for doing that, but um, I have heard stories of people doing that. And yeah, you know that's just such a shame. I mean, people also do that uh, from California, go down to Mexico and get mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals there as well. Um, so yeah. Now, can I give you a strange or not strange? Sure. Um, the added taxes at stores. So, like, the price you see is not the price you pay. Stupid. It's strange. It's why stupid. Do I hate it. That? It's <laughs> why stupid. do we do that? It's stupid. Why do we do that? I'll tell you why, Jared. So we can sell more stuff. Because, oh, so is it like looks cheaper that way? Yeah. That's uh, why they sell things for 99 cents instead of $1. Think I about need it. that. Like that's a, some psychological thing. Well, it's the same thing though. Because uh, I mean, look, if they if they sold it at a dollar, what would it be? Dollar six? If it's 99 cents, dollar five, yeah. somewhere around there. Well, right? it varies. But yeah, in Michigan, yeah, it's 6%. State- yeah. Okay. So, so you know, if I see a candy bar for a dollar six cents, maybe I'm like, mm, I don't know, but I see this one for ninety nine cents. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna buy this one. And then of course they scan it, and it's like, all right, dollar dollar six. And you're like, well, all right, you pay. It's for just it. so annoying to me because if you have cash, unless you're some sort of genius, right? <laughs> it's like you can't, like you, you'll never, you like you won't just be able to figure out how much you actually are going to be paying. Oh, I definitely not stand it. Oh my God, that it's is super irritating. Me. And I, I mean, yeah. I get it now that you bring that up; it makes perfect sense. But it's so annoying. It is yeah, so annoying. Yeah, really, it's really strange. And at the same time, it's like, okay, why don't you just adjust your prices so it costs ninety nine cents? All right, let's not get after. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Jared. Weird or not weird? Free refills. Um, not weird. Well, no, it's not weird. Um, because. Well, actually, it's kind of weird. I'd say it is weird. Okay, why is that? Um, well, I go. I keep going back and forth on this. <laughs> well, one, we have we use more machines than they use in in other countries. Mm-hmm. A lot of other countries, the reason they don't use free refills is because you're usually getting a bottle of something. Right. Um, and I guess I understand why the why they do the free refills, just because like the margin is so high on drinks. Mm-hmm. And like they're so cheap. Like those machines, all they are are is sparkling or like carbonated water, and then like a like a burst of sugar and color and coloring essentially. Yeah. And so like to charge say three dollars for um for or maybe to say two dollars for like a for a cup somewhere, and it, in order to get your money's worth out of that cup, you'd have to have like. Uh, like 10, 11, 12 refills of it to actually and, get like $2 worth of it. And get diabetes a couple <laughs> days later too. And then the, uh, yeah, then, and then the far, big pharma wins again. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think the other thing with free refills too, I mean, yeah, we're joking, but like 
I think that's one of many reasons why we do have such a weight problem in the States. Oh, for sure. Is, you know, you can get, yeah. And that's the thing is I think this isn't even an American thing. I think it's a people thing that people like to get the best bang for their buck. You know, they want to get what they pay for, get good value. Um, you know, and so, so yeah, of course, if you can have free refills, you pay two, three, four, however much money for your, for your drink, uh, for your pop, as we say in Michigan, for all you other people, it would be soda. You betcha. So weird to say that. Or Coke uh, if you're in the South, no matter that, what it is. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, we can just, we'll use the, the, the region neutral term and say soft drink. So there if you're you having go. a soft drink, mm-hmm. um, a carbonated you know, beverage. Right. Then you, yeah, I mean, it would be what? You would need at least, yeah, four, five, six cups of it to really. I mean, it would take a lot. I don't know. Yeah. The, I don't know the actual amount, but it would take a lot because it's literally just water and a tiny bit of sugar. Mm-hmm. But that, uh, yeah, tiny, and it's so, well, tiny bit it's of sugar, so unhealthy. According to the comp, according to the company, not right. to your body. <laughs> right. Let's be clear. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, when I go to mm-hmm. every now and again after piano lessons, I'll go to uh, Qdoba. Uh, for lunch, love Qdoba, and um, they have one of those like everything machines where it's mm-hmm. just like a screen, and you could literally make oh, any sort of combination cool. of beverage. Those are cool, and those seem like something that's also uniquely American. But uh, my uh, American self, whenever I go there, I always uh, you know fill up while I'm eating, and then uh, right before I leave, I'll fill up again and take it on the road with me. Everybody uh, does in the that car. in the states, and. Uh, I do it because one, it was like, well, once again, I'm trying to get as much as my money's worth as I can out of mm-hmm. this cup. <laughs> but then also, um, that just speaks to just like our excess, you know, where it's like if I were in any other country and I were going to piano lessons and went to lunch after and got a soda, I would be more than okay just walking out of this place when I'm done. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the next <clears throat> one kind of related to this is 24-hour restaurants. Weird, yes. not weird. Hmm. I'd say it's weird. I'd say it's weird. And why? I love it. Like, for example, when I was in Michigan, I was telling you how I went to Coney Island. Mm-hmm. And uh, most Coney Islands in Michigan are 24 hours. Yep. And it's a great convenience if you, um, if you're, I don't even know why. If you're, I don't know if you're a drunkard or if you're uh, driving <laughs> from Philadelphia to Michigan starting at three in the afternoon, then it's, that's where it's convenient. But I don't, like... Uh, there are like the, the reasons the pl- the times when it comes in handy are so limited, you know, where yep. it's like, I, I, it just seems like a, like, a, um, it just speaks to one, uh, excess once again, like we always need, like, uh, always need full meals. And then also it speaks to, uh, like our work ethic and not even mm-hmm. in a good way, but it speaks to just like, like how, you know, if those places are open 24 hours, it requires someone to be working there at two in the morning, three in the morning, four in the right. morning. Do, do they even make a profit, these places, you think? Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't understand how places could be making a profit at all hours of the night, like having just a handful of people in big restaurants. Well, I guess they can make a profit because they don't pay their wait staff anything. That's a good point. A That's lot a good of it's point. tips. Really leads me to great point. tips. Weird or not Weird. Weird. For sure weird because people hold them over people's heads people like hold wait staff as hostage yeah. and people are like oh if like it's like oh i would have given you this but you uh but you i asked didn't, for a didn't sprint when right. my food you know was came out of the kitchen yeah 
I was, once again, when I was in Michigan, all this stuff goes back to when I was in Michigan. Uh, we went to a restaurant and um, the waitress was, um, I guess, uh, to an American standard, she might have been a little slow. Mm-hmm. But like, I was fine with it. I was in no rush and I was enjoying, I was enjoying myself. But after when she left, left the check, she's like, I'm sorry for the, for the service. You know, it was a little hectic and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it was totally fine. Like, like I noticed that you thought it was slow, but we were fine. Like we, right. I was not, we're like, we're not in that kind of rush. Mm-hmm. And, um, we don't expect it to be jogging back and forth for us because that, because I, because I kind of grew up, in Germany, like I, I much prefer that style of of of, of uh, service. I don't mm-hmm. like to be rushed out of restaurants. I like to hang out there. I like mm-hmm. to, and, and so like I was like I was totally fine with it. I had no problem with it. Which and she she was probably uh, like legitimately concerned that like oh these people uh, are gonna like sh- like short me on the tip because I was slow. And I gave her a normal tip because I was like first of all um, I don't think you were slow, and second of all. Uh, that's not, I, I'm not one to, like, you're still a good server. I'm not gonna, I like, I don't like holding people hostage with my tip. Right. For sure. And to be honest, I probably over tip here in the Czech Republic most of the time. Probably. But, but I know, over tip here in the U S sometimes. It is, it is what it is. Which leads me though to my next one though, Jared, over attentive servers. Weird or not weird? Um, it goes along with the tipping thing. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's weird. But I, I'd say overly attentive is the nice way of putting they're just trying to get you out of the restaurant. Right. Because they... Trying to uh, make that money. Get this yeah. bread. Waitstaff in, in, in America makes... They make their money on turnover and getting as many new people into the tables as possible because obviously that means more tips. Yep. And so um, I'd say it's weird because it just... It, 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 it sort of... It's weird because like... I I don't know who, what came first, the chicken or the egg, but we've come to believe that good service is fast service here. Right, like everything's got to be fast, and yeah. in Europe, it, like it's like good, like that's bad service. Like For people sure. will get offended if like what? Why are you trying to pu- push me out of here? Exactly. And yeah. um, I think it's weird that that we find, like that we find it to be beneficial to have a server that's quick, bringing you out your food as soon as you're done with one thing, the next one's right behind it. Yeah, I find that so weird that like like you enjoy this, don't you want to enjoy the people you're sitting with? Or, or it's like right, yeah, have a good and, and conversation. If you're, if you're in a hurry, I feel like I've been in hurries in Europe, and if you just tell them that, then they'll be like, okay, we'll be quicker. Yeah, but that's not their default way of doing service. Exactly, and they're paid a good wage in Europe, and they're not based on on tips. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest, I'm I'm looking forward to the tasty food that awaits in the states. But I am not looking forward to the 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 rushed service. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I, I understand why, but it's yeah, it doesn't make for the best dining atmosphere. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if I take any ladies on dates, um, I'm gonna be selective which restaurant because I want to have a nice conversation <laughs> and not be rushed. That's for sure. Um, so, next thing though is the sheer size of selection in supermarkets and grocery stores weird or not weird i don't think it's weird i think that's what capitalism is yeah i mean it's just it's just companies trying to i don't think it's weird and no i don't think that's weird at all i think uh and i you know i like i like selection i like having options right um and um yeah i don't think it's weird okay next one 
wear pajamas in public or yeah, sweatpants. That's weird. That's that's weird. weird. Yep. You I was I. telling you and David uh, last episode about um, going to a bar and seeing a guy in gym shorts. And I'm like, really, bro? And actually, right. when I was in Michigan, once again, <laughs> I, uh, Sydney, and I, Sydney and I saw uh, this lady riding her uh, her bicycle through the city with uh, like slippers on. <laughs> oh, that makes no sense. That's crazy. That's so funny. So, Jared, smiling at strangers, weird or not weird? Um, I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's weird. I really don't. I don't really like it just because that's not my personality. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there is something to like at least trying to be polite or even fake polite to yeah. uh, to the people around you. I don't I don't sure. I, even though I don't embrace it, I don't have a problem with it uh, in practice. The the worst though is just that awkward kind of half smile you give somebody when you make mm-hmm. eye contact. Just that kind of like uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Jared's doing a great one right now. Um, I got to say, though, man, I have the first few weeks I was here, I was smiling at everybody. And I got mm. some weird looks in, in return. So now I only smile at cute dogs and, and cute little ladies. children because they're usually waving and smiling, anyways. So oh, I okay. feel like that's not as weird. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's that's actually a weird thing too. I don't know if they do that. I doubt they do that in Europe. But just like seeing like strangers like interact with strangers' babies, right? Yeah, Have you, you've seen. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, for sure. For I sure. find that so weird. Yeah, I don't think they do that here. Also, in the states, uh, people's dogs, I have to say, for the most part, are usually not as well trained. For and sure. So their dogs will come up to you, right? And in the states, like. I mean, I always ask anyways, you know, can I pet, you know, your dog when they come up to me? But like in the Czech Republic, it's crazy because the dogs really only listen to their owners. Right. They don't really give a crap about other people for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's, they don't even come up to you to be petted. And dogs um, here don't listen to anyone. Dude, no. I, I mean, I'm listen, I'm not trying to bring up old stuff, but <laughs> my neighbor's dog is a goddamn savage. <laughs> Again, and, some, did something else happen? No, but it's just like, but that's just like, that's not weird though, is what I'm getting at. To have like, like I've seen in public, well, I mean, it's weird for it to be so bad that it cuts you and leaves a permanent scar that's still on my arm over a year later. But um, it's not weird. I, I, it's annoying, but it's not totally out of the ordinary to watch like a dog jump on a stranger. And then the person, the owner of the dog, Feet, you know, ten feet away, be like, Sparky, Sparky, no, no, knowing damn well your damn dog doesn't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so annoying. It was so, dude. It was so funny the other day. Um, there, so in front of my uh, like apartment complex, there was like this little, like a dog, uh, like a uh, area for like the dogs to run around and and poo and stuff. It's a small mm-hmm. area, but like it's mm-hmm. a little fenced in area, and um, there was a guy walking past it as one of my neighbor's dogs was in it. And the guy was, like, saying to his dog, which was this big, like, Rottweiler. And the, the Rottweiler was, like, walking along the fence next to the guy, like, barking at him and jumping up on the fence. And uh, and the guy, the owner of the dog, was just sitting down on the little bench there, like, Tiberius? Tiberius? No, stop. Stop. And I was like, bro, you know your dog doesn't listen to you? Like, what are you doing? Right. right. And it's like, I just, I, it, yeah. I, I, you know what? Weird or not weird? How little control Americans have of their dogs. Yeah. It's, it's not good. I've you, been in you know Europe. my parents' dog. Like she, yeah, she, I do. <laughs> your favorite. 
<laughs> I think she knows too that you don't like dogs, and so she purposefully. It's not that I don't like, like dogs. It's just that I don't have. I don't. I don't get as excited around them as other people do. It's not even right. that I don't like dogs. I think she's trying to make you become a fan. <laughs> but um, like I've been in, in when I lived in Germany, it would not be weird to see um, someone walking with their dog in the heart of the city, no leash. Yeah, but barely even they'd paying stop, attention to the they'd thing. Stop when the when the owner would stop. Yeah. yeah, and I've seen owners like not even really pay attention to the dogs, like have yep. conversations with someone and the dogs behind them, mm-hmm. but like not messing with anyone and just walking along. And it's like I don't have faith in any dog here in in the U.S. to to be like that. Right. It's rare. It's definitely rare. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Good. Okay. So weird or not Man, weird, that Jared? One really set the me fact, off. The, right. <laughs> Weird or not weird, the fact that in the States, we give away our credit cards. What I mean by this is if you go to a restaurant, you put it in the little bill thing, they take your credit card, blah, blah, blah. In Europe, at least, I've never done that. It's always they come up to the table with the machine. Right. You put the card. The card never leaves your side. In the US, though, we give the card to all sorts of strangers in the service industry without much of a second thought. Weird or not weird? It's not weird. I don't find it weird. Honestly, I don't even really like when people come up to me with the machine. Uh, those machines are slow. <laughs> They're always <laughs> slow. Uh, it's it's. I much rather. No, nah, I don't find it weird at all. Um, I, I I've been in. I've been. I've been to many restaurants with many people paying, and I've heard very few stories of some identity theft happening or credit card theft happening. Um, and it. I think that's one thing that actually sort of adds to the uh one of the few things that we do here in america that adds to the quality of service is mm-hmm. that uh they just bring us the receipt and they don't you know and st- and, and i'm not i, I maybe because nothing's bad's happened to me or my credit card like that i don't i don't get concerned with it do you get concerned with do you find it weird i mean mm, i i like i like, I like that it, it doesn't leave my side in europe but i mean i've been I've been Americanized, you know. I've done it for so many years that yeah, it doesn't. Really... And nothing's happened to you, no. I, I assume. Nope. nope. So, so, so maybe if I heard more stories so far, about so stuff good. happening, right. I'd be like, I, I'd, I'd get a little more concerned. But right, I, I like in, it. I think in theory, though, it probably wouldn't be difficult to be a credit card scammer if you worked in the service industry. Yeah. In theory, yeah, for sure. But I feel like, at least the way I, I feel like it would be. Yeah, I guess you're right, but I feel like the restaurants would figure out that that's happening and the owners would try to put a stop to it. Right. I got I got three more for you, Jared. Okay, bring it. So, uh, weird or not weird, the fact that we card people who are clearly above the drinking age of 21. Weird or not weird? Yeah, I find that weird. Okay, it's me too. It's interesting, too, because it varies so much. Here in Philadelphia, I never get carded anywhere. Unless right. I'm going into like a, one of those crowded places that has like a bouncer at the door. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just going to a normal bar or even like a liquor store to buy alcohol, I never get carded. Right. Uh, and then when I was in Michigan, <laughs> I, I got carded and, and I was saying to Sydney, I was like, oh, it's weird. I never get carded. And the woman's like, the woman's like, oh, you should be lucky. She's like, I'm 35 and I love when people card me. And I wasn't even saying it like that. <laughs> like, oh, I feel so right. so young or so right. old or whatever. Right. It was just more like a, it just never happens. <laughs> like right. It, just uh, stating the facts. But but the, yeah, I mean, there are at like grocery stores and stuff. There are signs that say like, if you're, uh, we you have to card like anyone. Don't look like a grandma. Like, we have to card you. Right. They say like forty, like you have to look forty or or more right. or whatever, and that's sort of the limit. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's weird, but I mean, better to. Uh, but I, I think sorry. 
it's just like sticking to like a like once you start sort of making that call, it, it's it just puts more risk on the uh, on the place selling the alcohol. Sure. So I get it. Yeah. But it is kind of weird, or it's like you know someone with gray hair with kids. It's right. like, Really? How old do you think I am? <laughs> exactly. Weird or not, weird, also, Jared. Sorry, there is also stories of like kids where it's like, oh yeah, no, I was always the I wasn't like this because I didn't really have friends like that in high school. But there were always like stories like that where it's like there was the kid, like the friend in high school that would buy all the booze because they like got like grew facial hair the youngest. Right. And I mean, so I, in that sense, I kind of get it. I mean, I had a buddy from Germany that had his German ID card. They didn't have his birth date on it. He looked older. This was when I was a senior in high school. We mm-hmm. could go to a couple places in in, in Ann Arbor, and he have no problem whatsoever. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. Weird or not weird? Going into debt in order to go to college. Weird or not weird? Yeah, that's super weird. I agree. I yeah, agree. Yeah, for sure. It's ridiculous. Uh, we're one of the Especially few countries out there. We know it's possible not like that. There's right. a system set up. There are systems out there where that's not necessary. Oh, for sure. Ne- and my last one: weird or not weird, that we refer to ourselves as America, even though we are the United States of America, and America itself is a huge continent that covers South America, Central America, and North America. I find it odd that we call it America. But if we go back to that whole Americans uh, conversation, I don't find that weird because I would like someone to give us a recommendation on on what we should be calling ourselves because those people are calling us Americans too. So I don't find that weird, but I do find it weird that we just call it America like like that's the United States, but not Americans. Give us something better and 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 if I like it, (laughs) we'll use it. I'll consider it. But you guys are calling us Americans too, so... Exactly. And the last one, actually, that is clear, in my opinion, that's weird, is our measurement system. The imperial system is terrible. It's inefficient. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. It's just some sort of weird defiance thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I watch um, Formula One and um, Lewis Hamilton always ends up is almost always in first place. Um, and he's British. Did you know that the uh, British national anthem uses the exact same melody as the American one? No way. Yeah, like not the same words, but like the oh say can't like the uh, really? uh, 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 uh. yeah. I was listening to it, and like the first couple times I started watching Formula One, I was like, why are they playing the American national anthem right now? Like they're in this country. He's the, he's from England. Then I looked it up, and the British one I think has different words, but it's the exact same melody. You better believe immediately after we're done recording. That's the first thing I'm going to do is listen to that. Okay. I'm intrigued. Well, I just watched Formula One the other day, and Lewis Hamilton won again. And uh, Cindy and I were singing along the English words to the, or the American words. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. The uh, United Statesian words. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. That's and so it's like for a country that's so proud of being, uh, for, for, uh, so proud of breaking away from, from the U- from England. It's so odd that. Our national anthem is based off the exact same melody as the Right. That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, Jared, do you have anything else that is weird about the USA that you need to share? I found one that I wholeheartedly agree with, and I didn't even think of until I saw this. The gaps between the doors and public restrooms. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, Dude, that's really stupid. There's Sometimes at work, I get uncomfortable. Well, I guess it hasn't been an issue for a while. But sometimes at work, I used to get uncomfortable going to the bathroom there because it's like if you, you could, you could, we could wave at each other in between these gaps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. It makes me very uncomfortable, uh, and I don't like it. 
Uh, but no, you 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 really hit uh, a lot of the major ones, so I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm trying to think. No, I'm good. All right. Well, let's move on to something that is very amazing, which is the song of the pod for today. You betcha. Which yes. is La Dama Poro Maracatu. Mm-hmm. And you picked this one this week, so I'd I love did. to hear the story behind it and everything else. Well, I, you know, as you know, I like I'm trying to learn Spanish, and so I, I stumbled. I she had a, uh, uh, well, not she. It's a group of four people. They had a, uh, a tiny desk concert that I, I started watching. I didn't finish it because we had to record, but uh, I, I, I liked the vibe of it. This song specifically is almost kind of like a dancey hip uh, all i mean most are they're from oh by the way there are four members in their group one's from brazil one's from colombia oh excuse me colombia one's mm-hmm. from venezuela <laughs> and one's from the u.s and um, oh, cool uh this song is in portuguese or i think it's in spanish it's in spanish but the title's portuguese or portuguese uh-huh, okay uh and the title is uh is poro maracatu and Maracatu is an ancient carnival tradition from the northeast of Brazil. Maracatu has its roots in the sugar fa- fazen- fazen- fazendas and slave estates of Pernambuco state, where black African slaves form religious brotherhoods to preserve African culture and heritage. So it's just uh, like you know, a shout-out to you guys kind of song. And uh, I like the uh, sort of... Uh, you know, rappiness to it. It's not rapping. Mm-hmm. Let's still let's get a little of, carried away. It kind of is. All right, I'll say it. Uh, I'll, yeah, sure, it is. Uh, I like the rappiness of it, but also I love that you know every not every but so many um, Latin American songs and music just has that is just like you can just hear like it's the dance vibe deep in there. Like oh like for the, sure. Like to stick into the dance, and I love that. And um, I love the instrumentation. You know, there's a lot of percussion in there, which is uh, mm-hmm. which is great. And um, I just like that that like it just it it's one of those songs that um, gets you up and moving. And I like that I even recognize some words. Not to nice. brag. I was a big <laughs> fan of the accordion. Yes. Yeah, played by one of the members, I think. Yep. And then the 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 one girl playing the drums in the street was pretty cool as well. I like that mm-hmm. scene in the video as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great song. Definitely is. One where if your day's dragging, put this on and you'll definitely be in a better mood for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. And um I and I, I haven't really made this effort, but uh especially since I might be driving back to Michigan this weekend, uh I sh- I sh- I would like to make an effort to find more um music in Spanish that I can uh sing along to and help pump up my Spanish more. Right. Yeah. Maybe in the future, too, uh, let me know those songs and we can make a Spanish song list on the YouTube channel. Okay, okay. It'd be pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah, I should do that. I, should I would be that. totally down for that because I love, as we've said hundreds and hundreds of times on this podcast, music in Spanish just sounds so awesome. Yeah, yeah, for it sure. It is amazing. I, so check that I out. I agree. On our uh, Twitter, on Translatable One, and our YouTube channel as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And we hope you enjoy. It's absolutely fantastic. Yep. Well, Jared, now it is time for our check word of the pod. Viborni. Which is... One second. Got a skeeter here. Had a skeeter <laughs> here. Um, okay. My word is zvlashtni. 
Any ideas what that means? Uh, weird. Weird, particular, strange, odd. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Zvlashny. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, my Spanish word. I have not watched another movie since, but uh, I might have one for next for next time. We'll see. Nice. Uh, extraño. I don't know that one. Uh, similar to Zvlashny. Oh, strange. Yeah, strange. Strange. Unusual. Yeah, mm-hmm. unusual. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Another Czech word that's, a, that's kind of a cognate. Or extraño, yeah, depending on what uh, you're talking about. Sure. Uh, uh, an interesting Czech cognate is uh, bizarni. Oh, is that bizarre? Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird the words that that like overlap. How how did that one? How is it yeah. that one? It all all goes stems back to language roots, my friend. That's what it really is. Yeah. But now it's time for a couple puns, Jared. So I'm going to give you some US puns. So, which American president was least guilty? <laughs> None of them. <laughs> Lincoln, because he was innocent. Oh. Because <laughs> he's on the penny, which is one cent. I was going to say, who is it? Gerald Ford or something? Who's the one? No, maybe it was like Van Buren. One of them got like shot like a couple like a couple months into uh, presidency. I think that might have been Van Buren, yeah. Yeah, so, I'd say him because he never Why? Why is it a bad idea to hunt a bald eagle? Because uh, they'll kill you. Well, maybe, but also because it's illegal. <laughs> I like that. You like that one? You like that one? Okay. So, Jared, where do you where can you get the flyest haircut in the United States? Mm, I have no idea. If you go to the barber shop, the American Hair Force. There you go. I'll end uh, it. I'll end it with that one today. I'll end it with that one. So, uh, we have discussed all of the, not all of, but many, every single one, every single one. There are no other weird or strange <laughs> things about the United States. We've covered it all. You heard it here first. Untranslatable podcast. One stop um, shop. That's right. That's right. We are true advocates of convenience is king, and we're hoping to make this very convenient for you. But mm-hmm. I will say this. Although there are a lot of weird things about the USA, and most of them could be some way related to convenience, I will say that I think a lot of the weird things about the USA is also what makes it such a special place. Yeah, I'd agree with that, because a lot of the stuff we mentioned is not only weird in, say, you know, one country or one part of the world, but I'd say a lot of the world finds a lot of those things we mentioned, maybe not the gaps in between doors, but... Uh, <laughs> in the bathroom, but a lot of those things, a lot of other countries find a weird that we do, uh, but we love it, or we, they, oh, it's loved. <laughs> exactly. Use that passive. I love it, Jared. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and you've learned something, uh, either weird or not weird about you the betcha. USA. Uh, whatever is or your cup of tea. Quirky. That ooh, that is true. I'm surprised you just dropped that one. That one should have been going all throughout the the episode. (laughs) But yeah, so we hope you've enjoyed this episode and learned a few new weird things about the USA. We would love to hear some things you find weird about the USA or even your home country at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. It would be great to hear um, what you all find weird out there. Because, you know, we all have different tastes. 
different opinions, and we love to hear all of those. So let us know. Also, check out our Song of the Pod on Twitter, on Translatable One, or our YouTube channel, on Translatable Podcast. And check out the website for many of Jared's amazing untranslatables. Spreading the you love betcha. and spreading them all over the world through the interwebs. And lastly, please, five-star reviews. Although text messages are nice and encouraging, <laughs> we would love nothing more than five-star reviews on iTunes Spread or Stitcher. Love. So, as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, que cuyame a muchas gracias. <laughs>